Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. Welcome back to the Nittany Blues Podcast. Today we are here to recap Penn State's first Big Ten winning streak of the season. They finished with a big road win at Minnesota. They took care of business in the barn, winning in the barn for the first time since 2015. Uh, This was a, a lot closer than Penn State fans definitely would have liked it to be. But the Nittany Lions in the end took care of business to take down the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. And uh, heading into this game, uh, just like their their showdown with Illinois, this was the Jalen Pickett show. He was, um, you know, on fire all night, 11 for 20 from the field, uh, knocked down four three-pointers, six to seven from the free throw line, uh, just doing everything you want him to do offensively. Also playing some really big minutes, uh, against Dawson Garcia, who the Nittany Lions could not stop on Minnesota. He was coming back from a uh, five-game hiatus as he was nursing a foot injury. Uh, he looked really good tonight as he finished with uh, 23.7 rebounds, 9 of 14 from the field. And, uh, you know, credit to Pick, uh, playing both ways, had a steal and a block, and, you know, really is the heart and soul of this Penn State basketball team. And what I was really impressed with is he just was so efficient over these past two games. I, I, I saw a statistic where the only players to have a combined 70 points or more and shoot at a 65% field goal percentage over 90% from the free throw line the only two players to do that in history at either the NCAA Division I level or the NBA. It's a list that includes LeBron, Steph Curry, Jalen Pickett, and that is it. That's it, folks. Jalen Pickett is on a list by himself for someone that no one has ever achieved in the sport of college basketball. This is done by Steph Curry in the NBA. LeBron James, that is it. That's the statistics. So Jalen Pickett is playing at such a high level right now uh, over these past two games that it's never been done before in in the college game. So he's literally rewriting the record books. Uh, You know, shout out to him. Uh, He was the ESPN College Basketball Player of the Week. Uh, He's playing at such a high level right now. And if he keeps playing this well, you're going to see Penn State make it to the big 10 tournament. Uh, if, if he plays like that, they're going to be a tough out versus teams like Rutgers and Ohio state and Maryland at home. And you know, even at North, even at Northwestern, uh, you know, they have a lot of really good guard play with uh, chase Adige and move buoy. However, if Jalen Pickett is playing at this high level that we saw him play at tonight versus the Gophers. Uh, you're going to see some, some big things, uh, for this Nittany Lion basketball team, especially if the guys around him are doing well, like they did tonight, shooting from behind the arc. Uh, they do a lot of ISO with pick. So, you know, sometimes teams will will let him 
you know, take all of his dribbles in the paint and take their chances. Uh, but when they drop a double team, they'll do that if uh, our outside shooters aren't hitting shots. And uh, so that's why his game is so important. And it's so important that people around him uh, do their jobs as well. So tonight was a good shooting night for the Lions. They were able to knock down 10 threes in the end, 10 of 26 for the field. Minnesota was only 4 of 12. And the charity stripe is a really another big area where Penn State made some ground. They you know, were only outshot 15 to 13, but Penn State did a lot better from the free throw line, and they knocked down down their shots in the end when it mattered most. Uh, they, they made 10 of 13, shooting 77%, and Minnesota was only 9 of 15, 60%. And... And that's been their season average, and that's why the Gophers have a lot, lost a lot of close basketball games. You got to be do be, doing better than that for free points, and it's really nice to see the Lions over these past two games get to the free throw line. There's been several games this season where it's been two free throws or four for the duration of an entire basketball game, and if you're not taking taking many shots, it's it can be difficult to win basketball games. So the there's a lot of good things I saw tonight. Uh, starting off to the game, uh, the Minnesota the Gopher, Gophers definitely looked better than a quad four team. And you saw some really good ball movement with uh, Dawson Garcia. And uh, Ola Joseph was you know, knocking down shots early. He was only a, a 29% three-point shooter. And he knocked two threes to start off the game right away. So this was definitely a battle uh, with Minnesota. And... I was definitely nervous watching in in the first half. You did see some really good hustle plays, but uh, and good offense by both teams. Uh, but you know, in the end, it, it was Penn State at the end of the first half that went on the run, and they got Andrew Funk going. So that was a good. Pick was able to find him a couple times and, and get him involved, and you know, finally got some ball movement out of Penn State. And it wasn't just the the Jalen Pickett show. You had Kebajai with a, a nice post move today. I really liked uh, his performance and thought he did really well defensively, both him and Mikey Hen. There were times in the game uh, where they needed some tough defensive stops, and and they they really stepped up uh, to the plate, and uh, they did a really good job keeping their arms straight up and you know forcing Minnesota to take tough shots, and Minnesota just wasn't able to do enough to overcome the Lions. And, uh, yeah, even though they – did really well in terms of assist outscoring Penn state 22 to 17 with their ball movement uh, just wasn't enough. And that run really took Penn state to, to a 10 point lead at halftime. And, you know, I had us uh, feeling pretty good and this game was looking like it was going to turn out like I had predicted. However, out of halftime, I, I was dead wrong. Penn state went seven and a half minutes without making a field goal. The uh, Gophers, came out of the half, giving us everything they got. Uh, Penn State started the half at 45 to 35. And before you know it, it was it was like 48-46. Penn State just, you know, gave up the lead. And, you know, the Minnesota Gophers started to really build some momentum. And, you know, this was almost deja vu of us having leads over teams like uh, Purdue, and and just not being able to hold on to a lead and control the control the game and you know this was definitely giving us some uh, negative uh, negative flashbacks. However, uh, the Nittany Lions hung tough when they needed to hang tough. They gave up a big lead 
But then once they gave it up, they were down two points. They did not let things snowball like they have in the past. Because once you let a team that's down at home and then they start to build a league, the lead and, and extend that to arm's length, you're done. It's just not going to happen much in the Big Ten where you are able to come back from a deficit like that. So I was really impressed that um, Penn State was really able to get things going again in the second half. They did a really good job um, locking down on defense, and that in turn got the offense going a little bit, and they started to build some momentum and and really pull away in this game. Uh, In the waning minutes of the game, the last four to six minutes, uh, things weren't quite as good for the Lions. Uh, You did see Minnesota start to claw back, and uh, you know Penn State definitely – had a dry spell in, in terms of scoring and uh, you know, but it all worked out in the end. Minnesota started fouling and, you know, Penn state for the most part knocked down their shots and it didn't hurt that when Minnesota was being aggressive and trying to get to the line that um, they just didn't knock down the free throws. And that is how the game got away from Minnesota. And, you know, it was that in turnovers. Penn State won the turnover battle, seven to eleven. They they took care of the basketball like they were supposed to. They let Jalen Pickett do Jalen Pickett things. Uh, Cam Winter definitely stepped up and had a big night. Uh, Seth Lundy actually had a very rare off night from behind the arc. Uh, there were some times where you know the shot clock was just getting late, and and he had to force up uh, shots that he doesn't normally take. Uh, you know, he he was only. Four of eleven tonight, uh, and one of seven from behind the arc. So that's not his typical game. And the Nittany Lions found a way to get out of there with a win. This team has struggled on the road all season long, with Illinois being their their only road victory. So to see them get a win in the win column with a quad four team that definitely could have really hurt their NCAA tournament resume, uh, really. Really big, big W for Penn State. And I think it comes at a really good time. Uh, you know, they can build the momentum and they can get some momentum going into March in this Big Ten tournament. And that's when you need to play your best because at the end of the day, if you win the tournament, you make the dance. It, it doesn't matter what your record is. It doesn't matter if you're 0 and 31. If you get into the tournament and you win your game, you get to go 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 dance with Cinderella. Like it's it's one of the crazy things in, in college basketball where every once in a while the bubble will get burst. Do I think uh, Penn State is going to be a team like Purdue in the Big Ten Championship? No, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I think they can do a lot of things to, to improve their chances, especially if they continue to take care of business. And uh, they, they have four quad one wins or quad one games coming up where they have a chance to prove themselves and really do that. And Ohio state's the first one. And you might look at, at the Buckeyes and, and say, Hey, this is a team that is 11 and 16. They've lost eight games in a row. They haven't won a game since January 21st. So it's going to be a month without a victory for the Buckeyes. Uh, we're going to get more into that game later. Uh, but you know, we got to give uh credit to the players where credit is due and uh, hand out some player awards before we do get into that. Uh, my Fidelity fighter, it, it has to go to Jalen Pickett. He played 37 minutes tonight, racked up 32 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, uh, just shy of a triple double. 
So, you know, credit to him. He's just, he can't talk, say enough good things about Jalen Pickett. Uh, he took care of business tonight. And then my bird brawler award has to go to Cam Winter. Uh, Cam went through a really tough slump in, in the first couple of weeks of February. And, and even in January, he, he had about a month where he just wasn't scoring efficiently. Uh, Coach Ruse benched him, put him back in the starting lineup. He started being a little more aggressive, going to the rim more like we've seen him do in the past, and he got that going again. However, the threes were still not falling for Cam. However, he was two of two today, and that was huge for the Lions. Like, once we get guys like him hitting and and Seth and, and Andrew Funk, he was good today, three of six from three. Uh, yeah, really, this Penn State team is tough to tough to stop when those guys are hitting because pick is so dangerous in the paint. And those guys on the perimeter can make his job so much easier. So, you know, really good, good team win. And then from the Mahoney Mahler, I think I'm going to give this award uh, to a guy we haven't really seen in a while, uh, Evan Mahaffey. He only got seven minutes today, but his minutes were really impactful. Uh, he got four points. Uh, he got a field goal, knocked down a couple free throws, had a rebound and assist. Uh, played really aggressive on the defensive end. So I, I love what he does. Um, other contenders for that were definitely Mike Ehan and Kebajai. They they hung tough on the defensive end, and they were really important in you know that drought when it was uh, you know fifty to fifty two. Penn State was the team that that went on the run, and we've seen Penn State when they've played from behind against teams like Rutgers, for example, and they come back, they claw their way back. And then Rutgers just shuts the door in their face. We were, in a way, able to do that to the Golden Gophers. It, it did take a while. It took some defensive stops. But eventually, Penn State was able to get going again. They were able to knock down a couple threes and you know, ultimately knock down the free throws when Minnesota could not at the end of the game. So you know, that was a you know, really impressive part of Penn State to close out the game. Uh, so that's why those players earned those awards. And you know, this next two weeks is going to be really exciting. And even the next month, uh, if the next two weeks go well, because, uh, you know, Rutgers and Maryland, we get chance for revenge at home, Ohio state. This is the second or worst team in the big 10. So Penn state's, uh, has doubled the amount of big 10 wins as they do. So I, I think that this is a really great opportunity. The, the Nittany Lions cannot lose this game in Ohio. Uh, they have four days of rest to get ready Sunday through Wednesday. And then Thursday, uh, 630 on the Big Ten Network. It is game time in the shoe. Uh, let's go. You know, I, I I predict that this is going to be a big game for your Penn State Nittany Lions. And for my communion prediction, uh, I'm going to predict that Jalen Pickett is going to, going to continue with his hot scoring streak, and you will see him amass his third straight 30-point game, uh, something that has probably never been done in Penn State basketball history. Um, someone will have to crack me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Pick is going to get his third straight game with 30 points, uh, and I would not be surprised if he gets a triple-double. He's really close tonight, and you know this is a team that I, I think he has a good chance to – Yep, to do that against. And uh, Ohio State, they're no slouch. Uh, this is a really solid squad. They are a quad one squad, uh, despite their record, uh, you know, with the basketball analytics. 
And this is a team that is a little bit similar to Penn State. This is a team that shoots really well from behind the arc. Uh, they got they're led by guys like uh, Bryce Sensabaugh, who's a freshman, really good player. He averages 16 and a half points a game, and he's a 43% shooter behind the arc. And then they got guards like uh, McNeil and Thornton, who are 37% shooters. And you got Holden, the guard. He gets a few minutes off the bench. He's a 46% shooter. Uh, these guys are a lot better from behind the free throw line than Minnesota was. They're 72.4%. They make 45% of their field goals. Uh, however, an area where they aren't quite as good is turnovers. This is a team that does average 11 turnovers a game. So I am looking for um, Coach Cruz to try to do some things to make life more difficult on the offensive end for the Buckeyes to try to force them into some turnovers and maybe throw some double teams and uh, you know uh, force Ohio State into some bad situations. Uh, this is also another team that is not very big. Looking at their uh, starting lineup with the guys who get the, the most minutes, uh, only – one of those guys is above six six. So, you know, was was Zay Key, and you know he's six eight. So I think uh, this is kind of a, a rare matchup where Penn State might have the the size advantage if uh, Keba Jai's in there and and he gets going. Uh, they only have one guy, Akpara, around his side. He he stands in at six eleven. He gets about thirteen minutes a game. So I think that's a a, a big advantage for Penn State uh, if they can get Keba Jai going in the post. And get him doing, you know, drop steps and you know, wonderful moves and up and unders. I think that you know he can have a really big game, you know, uh, in a matchup where he where he's definitely going to have the size advantage. And if, if he can catch the ball in the post and you know control the ball, I definitely think he has a really nice chance to finish. Um, you know, some other other scoring that uh, you know Ohio State does have is from suing and key the forwards. Uh, they're not great from behind the arc. They're both under 30%, but they get lots of scoring done in the paint with uh, 12 points and 10.8 points, respectively. So this this is an Ohio State squad. Uh, you know, at times they can put up you know some good points. However, um, there's times where they're a little sloppy and and they can turn the ball over. And if if Penn State can force turnovers and, and get some points off turnovers, that is going to be really beneficial to them. And that was one of the big uh, you know, things that was a difference in the Minnesota game as well. Uh, early in the game, uh, they were leading 10 points to zero off of turnovers. So, uh, you know, defense matters. That's what Coach Shrew said this team is going to be. This is going to be a, a tough, gritty defensive team. And if they do that, I, I think they have a really good chance to beat the Buckeyes uh, because let's face it, uh, they've they've been shooting really well recently. And it's tough to keep, Keep it, keep it up at that level of efficiency. And when those shots don't fall, we got to find other ways to score. We need guys like Kanye Clary and Cam Winter to get to the paint. Uh, Flundy's not hitting again. We need, we need him to get get to the paint. And uh, yeah, he had a really nice talk today as well. Uh, you know, kind of getting rid of uh, his frustrations. Uh, you know, with his shooting earlier in the game, and uh, you know, he had to take some tough shots in some difficult situations. It'd be nice to see Mikey had knocked down a couple threes and. You know, stretch the floor and, and allow pick to operate in the paint. So, those are things I am looking for Penn State to do. Uh, I'm hoping Funk and does his normal thing, and Lundy gets back to his normal self. And if we get Miles Dread going, uh, this is going to be you know a big win for Miles for Penn State if we can get Miles Dread going too. So, 
you know, a lot of weapons for Penn State, a lot of weapons for Ohio State. I think this is going to be a really close one when it's all said and done. However, uh, Penn State has a really hard time upsetting Ohio State in in football. Basketball is another story. Uh, I've seen seasons where we find a way to beat Ohio State three times, and man, does that feel good after that they whoop us in football? And you now I'm going to stick with uh, you know Penn State, you know beating Ohio State. And you know last year they they didn't get them; they were swept. They lost both their matchups, but uh, you know they don't have Jamari Wheeler anymore. They don't have EJ Liddell, so you know they're losing some of their you know really good players. This is a team that plays a lot of freshmen as well. So they're not quite as experienced. And I, I think that probably is contributing to the record. Uh, they're a team that motivation wise, uh, you know, if you're in a locker room where you're, you're losing eight games in a row and you don't win for over a month, you know, the vibes are not going to be great in that locker room. And I, I'm sure they're looking at Penn state as uh, one of the lower teams in the big 10 and as a team that they can beat, but uh, you know, Penn State's got the opposite vibe. They have a lot of great senior leadership. They're the oldest team in Division One basketball. They got a, a lot of guys who are on their sixth year, and they're only eligible because of COVID. And, you know, I think that that gives them an advantage. And uh, that's why I'm going to take the Nittany Lions in a really close game. I'm going to say Nittany Lions, 78, Ohio State Buckeyes, 72. It's going to be a thriller. I think uh, Penn State is definitely going to have a, a long scoring drought. Um, Ohio State does play some pretty good defense. They get five steals a game and almost four blocks. So you know, this is a you know solid defensive squad. I think they're a squad that is a lot better than the record. It's just you know in the Big Ten they they haven't gotten over that hump a lot of the time, similar to Penn State. And you know there's been some games where they've been, been blown out by twenty plus points. So you know it is tough to know what. Ohio State team we will see. You know, this is a team that's beat the Carolina Tar Heels, but this is also the, the team that has lost to Minnesota and was their lone road win in the Big Ten. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what team we get. Uh, but, you know, time will tell. So make sure you tune in. Thursday night, Big Ten Network, 6.30 is the tip-off time. And if Penn State can, you know, get get three, row, throw, three, three wins in a row, that's going to be huge for this program and for them looking as potential NCAA tournament prospects heading into March. Thank you guys again for tuning in today. If you'd like to support the pod, please tell your friends, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please do a five-star review so that other Nittany Line fans like you can find us. Interested in new episodes? You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening, and we have to remind you that we are the Nittany Blues Podcast. See you next time.